Welcome to the Yoga Addiction. If you're a yoga teacher or student who wants a deeper understanding of yoga with respect to science, health, and longevity, this podcast is for you. Every week, we'll dive deep into a topic to help you be a better yogi, teacher, and communicator. We want to give you a practical understanding of the current science related to yoga and help you create quality, safe, and inspired classes, whether they are for yourself at home or for your students. I'm Natalie Sanger. And I'm Sandy Hewen. We look forward to you taking part in our conversations. How are you, Nat? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How is your detox going? Well, it's going really well. Yeah. I. It was a really interesting... So like I think I mentioned the first two days are kind of like a fast. You're having this little powder thing four times a day and you get all your nutrients and stuff, which I think that makes you feel normal. Like I was working both days. I taught some classes, not a lot. I taught two. One day I didn't teach. One day I taught two classes. And then yesterday I had one. I felt fine teaching. Um, didn't feel like amazing with tons of energy, but I felt like better than some days when I've had adrenal fatigue back in the day. So mm. it was like relatively, I was like, oh, it's fine. And well, yeah, if you compare it to like the worst of the worst. Yeah. Well, Eric was like, oh my God, he's so worried about me because there were two yeah. like evening classes. I'm like, I've taught feeling like shit, like low iron. Oh adrenals like one of the two was really off and like eye twitching and not oh my god so like I've done a lot of that and I've survived it's fine it's not ideal and that's why I work on my health but I feel so much better um yeah it was just an interesting experiment you don't feel a ton of actual tummy grumbling hunger for the two fasting days um the first one a little bit more the second one not so much at all um, it's just, you're aware of your habits of like when you just want food yeah. and it's like yeah. not, you're like, you're, yeah, you don't even feel that hungry. Your body really does get used to, um, it just goes into a state of kind of healing. Like it's going around and fixing inflammation and all that kind of stuff. And, um, I was definitely colder, but mm. it's winter and I'm cold all the time. So I think, but I yeah. think I was a little bit colder. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I feel, I feel really great. Started eating yesterday at lunch and it was like the food tasted so amazing. <laughs> I can't even describe it. Like the flavors just came out. So there, it was just like a chickpea thing I made with crushed tomatoes and what I put in there, like rosemary, sweet potatoes over cauliflower rice with some spinach in there. Um, there's like nothing amazingly fancy. You can't use sugar or anything. You can't yeah. use butter so no dairy um Mm. you can use any spices that you want but yeah everything just tasted so like powerful like so extreme it's like oh it's so good could you use olive oil at least yeah you can onions and garlic yeah you not supposed to cook with the olive oil okay in general it's not great um so on the detox you drizzle it over top after which is good yeah yeah because eric like doesn't really love olive oil but you go I mean you go to Greece and Italy and it's just like that's their butter like they put that on everything yeah. it's amazing yeah. I I love olive oil um probably more accustomed to putting like butter on things I don't put a lot of butter <laughs> on my stuff but that's like would be more naturally my go-to but yeah so I'm changing my palate and yeah everything just tasted so good yesterday it was so simple everything Aww. was so simple so Eric pushed it a little bit further. He's like, I want to do a third day of fasting or like do half day and then ha- have dinner. Oh, I'm like, well, how just, did he feel? He was tired. Uh, and he just, 
when he's eating his dinner, he's just like barely moving. And like, I don't know, he seemed a little dramatic, but I know he was not hadn't eaten for the day. And also like you're supposed to do four scoops of this powder stuff every day. And he just did two because he will not listen oh. to me when I tell him the rules of it. I'm like you, you need those nutrients. Like that's what's going to make you feel better. And all the electrolytes and stuff. That's what's yeah. going to make you feel normal. He's like, oh, yeah. I didn't get it right. So he had like the two what? scoops and then dinner. He's like, I thought because I was having dinner, I should just have two. I'm like, no, every day you have four. Oh my god, that's so funny. Anyways, he was fine, but he was just like, I'm like, you don't need to push it. Like he's like, maybe I can do another day. I'm just like, just do the program. What? You don't need to. I don't know. <laughs> he's funny, but no, I'm really glad he's doing it with me. And yeah, I feel great so far. Good, good. Totally your good. energy's back up. Your brain is back up. My brain is back up. My brain just lapses just because. Yeah. I don't think it was any different. It's just like a morning no, thing. No, I think, I think, oh yeah, yeah. Maybe it's, it's a like morning thing Monday more than morning. a detox thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I get that. Okay. What are we talking about today? Um, we're talking about teaching yoga to athletes and some, yes, yeah, yes. some key considerations. Yeah. I think this is like a topic that a lot of people really want to get into because it's so sexy. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like the to be like a football team's yoga teacher or to be like, you know, basketball team's yoga teacher. I think that like has a a draw and an appeal to a lot of people. What do you think? That's true. I know a woman who would teach the Canucks here in Vancouver. Is that hockey? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) Got it right. (laughs) Yes. A hockey sports team Mm -hmm. with the ice and the sticks. Yes. Sports. Go sports. And I, I always, yeah. I actually thought about that a lot, like teaching a hockey. I wonder what she, uh, considers, you know? Oh, I know. Yeah. I think it'd that... be interesting to like, uh, interview her one day. Yeah. She's pretty sweet. I always thought, I was like, that's cool. How do you get there? Like, how do you, yeah. I don't know if I'd really want to do it personally. I think I'd be I'm not at a point in my career where I'd want to teach a professional sports team. I mean, I know I could yeah. actually, I know I could actually do it. I know that I, I know what I do so well that I could do it, but I think I would just be a little bit of a schoolgirl. <laughs> so like, let's just not. Yeah. Yeah. Like imagine if you had to teach like a basketball team, I, know. I would be just like, oh my God. Well, the thing is the body amazes me so much and I've had to catch myself um, when I watch people do poses or if people are like really stiff in certain areas or really mobile in certain areas, sometimes like I'll be like, Oh wow. <laughs> like it just like comes out of my mouth. <laughs> so I think I'd be like, Oh my gosh, your quads are like so big. Like, I could just see myself saying yeah, something like that. Yeah. Like, me too. Hey. Me too. Like, like, look at that butt, man. Yeah. Your Good glutes work. are amazing. Be so inappropriate. We'd be yeah. so sued. Like we'd be like not yeah, in a sexual way, bad. but just like I'm seriously no, no, impressed yeah. About the yeah, I get that too. Muscle tissue on your glute max. Yeah, there. some people are just like like incredible. Anyway, mm. yeah, I think that's yeah. It's, and the hockey players, the hockey players are like they got the hockey bum. They got the big glutes. Yeah, yeah. They they have power in those legs. Mm-hmm. Eh? If you think about how long and how fast they have. Anyway, yeah. Okay, we digress. Yeah, <laughs> so much. Okay, let's get back on track. Okay. <laughs> So clearly both Nat and I, we don't have, um, like a hockey team experience or basketball team experience. But, um, for me, I've taught a lot of weekend warriors. I've taught a couple of like pre pro, um, volleyball players. Um, but that's about it. Yeah. How about you? The same thing, kind of weekend warriors. Um, 
I haven't taught any teams yet. We know a couple people through our trainings that, um, is it Julie that teaches for mm-hmm. like a university? She like, yeah. she did a um, yoga for athletes course and then just contacted the local college or university and was just like, I want to teach yoga for your athletes. And they're like, that's what we want you to do too. And you should set up the whole program. And she's like, fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, So, so I mean, it's possible if you are looking to get out there. I think it just requires a little tenacity, a little bit of like forward reaching outness and to create like a good plan, which we are here to help you with Mm -hmm. to create that plan. So maybe I'm going to ask you stuff. No, I'm not really, I'm not going to quiz you, but if you can just go over (laughs) generally why yoga should be incorporated into an athlete's um, program. Um, So there's a lot of benefits. And I think for, for me, the first and foremost is the recovery benefits that we can help um, after like a a very intense training session or a really intense game, we can help the system to start to calm down from that, to recover physically from that, as well as that whole emotional and psychological stress that comes with like a really intense pushing yourself to the limits kind of game or training session. Um, So that whole idea of, like you're at that sympathetic nervous system tone. Yoga is a great way just to bring you right back down into parasympathetic where healing can happen, recovery can happen, um, so that you are more prepared to go back out there and, and give it your all again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sipping my lemon water there. Yeah, lemon water. How about you? What, what, what would you say if someone was like, why should I do yoga? Um, yeah, similar. So you're bringing more balance back into your body essentially you um i think about resiliency and i think about power and and mobility so just as a a general formula strength plus mobility equals power and you do the strength training either while you're doing your sport or more specific like gym style workouts or whatever you do um more focused on building strong muscles and the mobility comes from being able to kind of move your body in all different directions. So instead of like just in that one direction that you primarily go, say if you're a runner, kind of forward, backward, um, things on the side of your hip still get really tight from having to keep you stable. So working in all directions is just going to give you more power in general. And just the, even the tissues that are kind of working in that, in that one direction, like giving them more space to lengthen. That's given just for example, running gives you a longer stride, which gives you more power. Um, so yeah, you're still working towards being able to do your sport better, longer without injury. Um, and so you're bringing yoga in as a way to, allow you to do what you want to do essentially mm-hmm. yeah for sure and maybe better yeah perhaps um but i guess the other thing there is that like will yoga make you better at your sport is a really really interesting question what do you think yeah i think it does like if you ask people i know i've seen um i have a friend who does a lot of yoga for athletes he does yoga for runners classes and I think it's him. He has on his website, like links to a couple people. Like, yeah, he actually has one to a volleyball player. I don't know if it's him who's worked with her or just she has a, a testimonial in general about yoga and 
in volleyball. And she says like, it's absolutely, um, changed the way she plays. Like she has way more range of motion. She practices like breath and meditation and it helps her, um, deal with the stress. Um, yeah, the stress of, of competing essentially. Yeah. And you'll see like a lot of people before they go to compete like if it's that if it's that level like of course weekend warriors you're you're still an athlete of course I know really intense people that don't compete um but if you're in competition like using meditation is getting to be like a huge part of how people focus and get ready you'll see people just let their headphones on of course you can be listening to like music that ramps them up but like some people are really just like getting in the zone and that zone training I've talked to my husband about that who runs a fair amount probably runs like 40k a week mm-hmm. and he just does it at lunch like t- 10 12 maybe a little bit more three or four of them k's good old kilometers i don't know in miles you guys have to figure that out <laughs> it's like for him like he runs fast so it's like a 45 minute run to maybe wow. an hour yeah he does like 10k in 40 minutes at his fastest holy cow yeah i know right Whew. but um Anyway, so he was like, yeah, like I'm really interested in meditation for its benefits to running and kind of just being in that zone. Yeah. Yeah. And the breath too, like in any of those sports where you're kind of going constant, like cycling, um, biking, swimming, like anything with the pranayama using the breath, Mm -hmm. being able to change the capacity of your lungs and, and, and kind of change the rate of your breath I think is really really powerful yeah I think that like whole mindfulness stuff is is super applicable to like all sports um so if you guys know a little bit about my background I used to be um I surfed I wasn't a surfer I can't call myself like I did not accept any I did not get any money for it I I was not very good um but there's this feeling like when you're chasing the wave and you know you're going to get the wave you can feel it pushing your board um and and you have the option to bail out or you have the option to wait for that moment where you can stand up and start to turn right, turn left and start to surf up and down the wave. Um, and for me, at least, because I, I don't have an athletic background, so I don't have this training, this mental training in that, oh, I can do this. I, have, I don't have like a, a innate physical trust in my own body. And it's something that I had to like develop as an adult. So I, I remember a few times where if you let that flicker of doubt, of self-doubt and mistrust within yourself come into your mind, it affects everything. Um, your chances of being able to stand up is is so much less. Um, and then the punishment for those kind of thoughts, at least in surfing, is that you get like barreled into the wave and it, it fucking sucks because then you have to climb back up onto your board and swim back out there, which is like very labor intensive and tiring. <laughs> um does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking, you know, I was like just thinking of it. Cause, that experience. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I also, yeah. I also surfed and I actually pretty much like paddled and freaked out. <laughs> like I, I can, <laughs> I can, I can get out there. I can paddle really well and yeah, and I can like 
time the wave and then when I go to yes. stand I'm just like yes nope I like my feet go forward and I'm on my bum I'm just like sitting no no <laughs> no you can't like and that's yeah that's exactly what I mean so like and and you can see it in a sport like so what I always see it in is in tennis um if a moment of self-doubt comes into that sport you just screwed yourself you just like you implanted that seed that like oh I cannot succeed you know but if you're just in the moment and if you just feel it and if you just like allow and and like feel the wave be one with the board I know it sounds stupid but if you just like feel the wave push the board and you just be there with it like honestly that's the recipe to success for me as a as a surfer like um that just help like enables it to happen like and this is like years of falling off my board and being like dishwashered through the wave so like I know right like I like you know like I know what it feels like um and so like whenever I would have that thought you know I'd catch myself oh I I feel this self-doubt I would just bail out earlier Mm -hmm. because it's not worth it's not worth the energy of like getting into that that dishwasher or that like cycle of um wringing yourself out and then having to swim back out. I also got very, very good at swimming back out, by the way. Yeah. Really strong arms. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like if you're able to catch yourself and know, I just set myself up for failure and then bail out, you know, um, or I just set myself up for success. I'm in the moment. My mind is here because that's that for me in surfing was 100% of the game. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Like once you get to kind of be in your sport, be comfortable with it, it's, the mental aspect is a huge part mm-hmm. of it. This yeah. is really, I just thought of another thing. So my uh, girlfriend and I used to play high school volleyball um, quite competitively. Actually, we played against each other, but I knew her and now we're really good friends. She lived in a different town. And so a couple of years ago, we decided to do two-on-two beach volleyball. And it had been like 10, 10-ish years, probably 10 years since we played. I think I played like my first year of university just... Uh, just for just for fun with some friends so I hadn't really played in that long and Mm -hmm. we both just had like after having jobs where we sat all day like when you jump when you take off and you jump the ball is like straight above you supposed to be a little bit in front of you but you're still like to get power in that you bend your back like you bend your back as much as you can and then you snap forward using your abdominals and using your arm using your lats and we just had like not the strength like we didn't have the mobility in our back even though I teach yoga it's still like pretty intense it's like the coming forward like once you um hit the ball and like that stress we both had wicked SI joint pain Mm-hmm. like wicked we're both like yeah the next day she was like oh my god like I don't think I can move and it was like there's no way like the point being there's no way that I could in doing more of that get reduce that pain in doing more of what in doing more of hitting the ball like doing more of running around the court like that would not go away like there was too much there's too much tension yeah. in my psoas and my hip flexors mm-hmm. for one that's probably the main part of it and then I need a little more mobility in my upper back like I would need to do something more gentle um working with those tissues lengthening them yeah you should have probably just like done some very gentle drills <laughs> before you went into a full game mm mm-hmm. mhm did you? We did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, huh. yeah, yeah. We'd hit the ball around. Oh, okay. Well, it's just maybe. the two of us. But like jump, you don't really jump up in your mm. drills. I and mean, there's just two people. Like one person chucks it and then the other person hits it and then you got to go run and get it. It's, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's hard to like like, do the drill when you're like yeah reaching jumping and reaching and i have tight lats so my arm doesn't go back that much yeah so then my back takes it yeah to get my hand back i'm like oh i'm just gonna bend my whole back which i can do yeah but then my si joints are like okay pardon (laughs) well that's the thing like yoga doesn't train you to be a better volleyball player it might enable some like if you did a targeted stretch it might help a little bit but it also doesn't give you that same sensation of like now I have to snap it forward and then retract again for the next one right Mm -hmm. so it's it's not I don't think anything is good like to be a better volleyball player you just have to like train to be a volleyball player you just have to like do the volleyball you have to do the correct drills you have to be in that gymnasium where there's like a million balls and you can just like practice bumping practice setting practice spiking again and again start without jumping start to jump a little bit then go a little bit deeper then go a little bit deeper like just the regular progression but if you're a weekend warrior like that's not how you that's not how you play yeah and that's that's what I think most of us as yoga teachers will deal with without working with a team is that weekend warriors are the most commonly injured people yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. because you just like get out of your office and go do your thing yeah yeah so you sit all day you're sedentary your fascia like hardens your entire body just tenses up in this one direction and then you go and you ask it to do these other things like no yeah yeah, that like lack of mobility in my hip flexors and in my lats would go into my back. So if I do some yoga or stretching, some movements where I can bring more mobility into my lats and my hip flexors, my back will bend less and like have less um, force kind of transmitted through the SI joint and also need to use like the core to not bend into my lumbar spine so much. But that's like an example of like where your strength plus your mobility equals power like you get more space to bend backward and then hit the ball that's like really going to increase your power if you have that reduced range of motion like you're not pushing forward that much yeah that's great I actually love Mm -hmm. that yeah that's like the perfect idea if you think about like the volleyball spiking move the movement there and and strength and power yeah you're using your whole body instead of just your arm it looks like your arm but you're using the whole front side of your body well to be good at it yeah (laughs) yeah yeah you can just like tap it with your hand flick it (laughs) not very impressive i like to throw that shit down (laughs) yeah i could i would imagine you have the height for it like okay guys you might not know but nat's like tall and i'm like short i'm not tall you're short i'm not tall hey 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 no (laughs) i am regular asian height okay well i'm i don't know regular caucasian height no you're tall am i i'm five seven i don't think that's, that's that tall. tall i guess not. i don't know i don't know I not don't for know. a volleyball player that's like a stubby little wee thing <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's true yeah to volleyball players i guess they have you have to like select for you like they self-select for the the taller people yeah, yeah. i have played like the more aggressive i played like everything from being like in the back row like mm. when you call back row specialist libero or something to playing the front middle because i was really aggressive and there were a lot of short girls on my team <laughs> <laughs> super fun that's funny all right anyways anyways okay. there were some there were some good examples there so i think that was a useful conversation no that was and it was very uh it was really funny anyway <laughs> 
Um, so, okay, let, let's use that volleyball as an example. So, um, you mentioned some things. Can you give us some like specific poses? So let's say, let's say you were your own client. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, mm-hmm. I really want to play volleyball. Fuck. My back hurts. My shoulders hurt. I just have to, I sit at a desk all day, but I really want to do it. So you're like stereotypical weekend warrior. You want to be able to play on the weekends. You want to play a good game. You don't want to suck at it. Um, but all day you're chained to your desk. What can we as yoga teachers, uh, help you with? And let, let's say you're willing to commit one hour a week to this yoga thing. Oh yeah. Okay. I would definitely do some lunges, either low lunges or high lunges, back knee lifted, targeting, um, the hip flexors, the psoas, the iliopsoas area. hundred percent would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, like if back knees on the ground, pushing straight down through the knee and getting your hips kind of back a little bit and then reaching straight up, getting length also through the quadriceps. I like that mm-hmm. one because it targets both. Um, I would 100% do lats. I would do like a puppy pose with elbows out to the side, kind of walk your elbows to the side, to the side. Anything like side stretching for me gets into the lats, like side angle pose. I love that also puts your legs in different directions than you do play. Well, in volleyball, it's interesting because you actually do lunge side to side quite a bit. So that one would be really effective for getting more space to like rip over to one side and lunge and dive on the floor. Side angle pose extended would be amazing. Um, quads and glutes, I would stretch. Any versions of those, I I'm a weirdo. I love quad stretches. So I would do maybe simply lying on the floor, lying prone on your belly, grab a, grab your foot, bring your heel in, push the top of your hip down. Um, glutes revolved figure four. So you come into figure four on your back with your ankle over your knee and then you move the, the leg that's on top, the sole of that foot over to the opposite side. So it's like a twist and then it gets into your, into your bum feels so good or it gets into maybe your um tensor fascia lata at the front of your hip there which both feed into the it band calves i would stretch out the calves because it's jumping mm-hmm. yeah and i would definitely i would do like if we're just talking stretching pecs as well um okay trying to think I think that's pretty good yeah I definitely would well I would do some bridges because then you're getting a little bit of the glutes and the hamstrings not in the same way as you do as if you're like lifting weights or something to really train that strength in the back of your body but you're getting that and at the same time you're creating more length um in your hip flexors there and keeping the lower back, trying to keep that length in your lower back and use your abdominals. That's a nice one to keep everything together. And then you can also bind hands behind your back and get the pecs. Yeah, that's nice. Um, I, I did want to, it leads up to like, what kind of approach would you take? Would you take the slower yin, let's stretch, or would you take like a vinyasa, let's flow a little bit, thread these all together, get the blood flow going? Well, when you're working with athletes, it depends when you're getting them. Like if you see someone right after they do their sport, they're already warm. Um, You can do a couple things that are maybe like a little more involved. Like say you're doing some lunges or more standing postures, maybe do those first while they're still warm and then kind of bring them down as they cool down and get on the ground. Like the more the supine, the prone work. 
well, then you can yeah. hold a bit longer, more of a yin type. Um, and restorative, I think I would leave like something that's like specifically restorative more towards the very end. It's like really working into calming the nervous system. Mm-hmm as you come down more and more so think of it like less like a curve how we do a class like you come up and then you come down yeah you're kind of just like go down the whole time yeah yeah Yeah. take them right down take them right down yeah well I think like for weekend warrior example I I I don't know how like I personally haven't caught anyone just at the end of their training Mm -hmm. I usually catch them on like if they're going out on Saturday or Sunday for their really long run or really long cycle I'll catch them on like the Wednesday or the Tuesday um night or morning depending on their schedule um so I will be quite a few days out past the training you know like Mm -hmm. past that like uh um stress of the the sport so i won't be able to really help recovery at that point that that's already like past the recovery time um recovery is usually 24 to 48 hours depending on the the athlete depending on um how well they process uh recovery um, so for me, um, I would actually like for me, I, w- I had to give more of a well-balanced class. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, where, you know, I catch them out of the office. So I, I would do some MFR, myofascial release for the trapezius and for the, um, glute max because they've been sitting on it all day <laughs> and not, not doing anything. <laughs> um, uh, some stuff to reopen the thoracic cavity, um, knowing that most of these people sit hunched over at a desk um, and some breath work to reconnect the body with the mind. Um, and then I would work into a little bit of uh, like an act more active flow. Um, if I know that they're like, I, I dealt more with like the cyclists, the runners. So for a volleyball player, I think I would have to rethink it a bit, but um, I would always do some glute media strengthening work, a little bit of glute max strengthening work Um because I know that they, they won't have another chance to strengthen this muscle until the weekend. Um, so if I can maintain some muscle tone within it and some stress within that muscle, they're, they're probably going to be better able to get back on the bike or back on the road with a, a nice, strong, primed muscle. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that's a good point. Like, There's a huge difference between working with an athlete who does training um, – outside of their sport, like weight specific or body movement, like they're actually doing something that's not their sport, that's building um, strength for their sport. Yes. Or there's that. And then there's Weekend Warrior who you just do your sport. And like when something sucks a lot, you do some stretches. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think uh, with, with the Weekend Warriors, it's something that like as yoga teachers, and I call us like us yoga teachers, us pe- like physiotherapists and personal trainers, we're like frontline um, wellness professionals, right? We have the ability to help people through most of their lives health rather than dealing with sickness. So our our um, job partly is education, right? To tell Weekend Warriors, look, the six days that you spend in between training bursts is too long and you won't get better at your sport if you leave it for that long so in between that time you got to do another thing that that pushes you forward um 
that that helps prevent injury and and maybe it's stress stress stretching <laughs> can't talk maybe it's stretching or maybe it's like jumping rope 5 minutes a day so that your joints still have that adaptation response to the stress of running maybe it's um glute medius work so your glute medius doesn't completely just oh i'm on vacation and you know tap out um and for volleyball players, I guess it would, it might be like, yeah, they, they do jumping. So there's a landing component. So, I mean, you could recommend like jumping rope. You could even just recommend like, Hey, can you go out into the park Wednesday nights? If you have a Saturday game, Wednesday nights, go out into the park and just hit the ball around a little bit, five minutes. At least you have that a little bit of, of, um, similarity of stress in your body. So your body does get better and it doesn't just go back into the old ways of now I am a sitting lazy slog, you know, that doesn't, doesn't move in the way that I need to move. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think what we've outlined here, I was just thinking about this is there's, I'd say, well, you can agree or disagree. There's almost like three different groups of athletes. So you have your competitive athlete that goes and does sports more seriously, maybe even for money, maybe that's like their job or mm -hmm. maybe just to a point where their training's their training is, um, a regiment and they, they're doing their sport and they're doing actual training and cross training outside of the sport. Mm -hmm. So that's like one, two, you have your, when you're kind of meeting and working with people, you have your weekend, more weekend warrior type who you're seeing bef right before or right after they do their sport, ideally right after. I guess there's almost four groups we could go through it so before <laughs> or after and then you have your weekend warrior who you see like days apart midweek yeah and those are those three are going to be different yeah I'm wondering like we didn't talk about this before if maybe it's good for us to do a little cheat sheet download for people of just like the basic outline of that or how you might structure a class like just with respect to um where you put breath where you put the more active poses where you put the more yin where you put the more restorative mm -hmm. that'd be pretty easy for us to do yes yeah, <laughs> i think so key. Uh, <laughs> it's a key consideration here and then i think people won't have to write notes or like cycle through this yeah <laughs> this gibberish blend <laughs> this like blend of random thoughts that we have on here to get the information that they need yeah. Well, yeah. 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 I just mean, like a, just yeah. a random, just a little download. And then we'll also link that download. If you guys sign up for our, our email list, which we are super awesomely lazy about, we just send one email per month. Yeah. Which you might can, be good for everyone involved because it's yeah. more concise, more easy to read, all that good stuff. Yeah. We're not going to flood your email with crap. Yeah. I think it, the general takeaway is that like if you are going to work with someone who's athletic or who wants to be better at athletics, um, consider adaptation. So um, I think we, mm -hmm. we have an episode on specific demands of adaptation. Um, I said that wrong. Yeah, specific, you did. That's right. Specific, you got it wrong this time. Specific. What is it? Specific? It said specific, specific adaptation to imposed imposed man yeah yeah we both got it wrong nice i got it wrong like when we introduced it on the podcast it was like specific adopted <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
tiny way. Um, so that's there. And that, that I think is actually really important for um, knowing how to deal with someone who's athletic and, and how to prevent injury. Um, and then also like knowing where they come from immediately when you're doing your session. Like I said, I always catch them after work or before work. I never catch them like before or after a run or a cycle. They don't want to see me then. They, they're like, yeah, <laughs> I'll see her on Wednesday. I think, I think some people so. would. Like some people, if they're scheduled, like some people are so into their sport and yeah. like they definitely would if your schedule yeah. your schedule's lined up. They'd be like, okay, I'm going to go for a run and then meet I'm going to see Sandy. I'm going to see Nat. Yeah. I'm going to see my yoga teacher. Yeah, I, I think like if you position it right, that like, look, I, I can offer this thing that can speed your recovery, that can help you feel better the next day, that can help you get back on the road sooner than or like whatever their sport is sooner. Um, If you frame it that way, then yeah, you could probably sell it like that. But for me, the schedule just never worked. I teach on the weekends anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a bit tricky. <laughs> Yeah, it's tricky, but I, I think it can be done. Um, so those are like definite considerations you want to think about. Mm-hmm. Have we touched on cortisol in this podcast yet? I'm trying to think. I think Did I mentioned, I didn't briefly? say cortisol, but I mentioned briefly about uh, sympathetic versus parasympathetic. Right. So let's just mention, and we do a whole podcast on cortisol, yoga and cortisol. We'll go through the hormones slowly but surely. So testosterone will probably be our next one, which links nicely to cortisol. But we'll just say here that um, so after you do um, something that is stressful on your body, do your sport, probably your cortisol is a little bit elevated and that's not a bad thing. But you want to get it back down. You want to go back into like a homeostasis. So get it back down to a normal level. Um, and activating the parasympathetic nervous system is one way to do that to slowly reduce that cortisol bump. And when your cortisol comes down, your testosterone goes back up, which is, I, I find this very effective when talking to men. You're just like more testosterone. They're like, that's a good thing. It's a good thing for, <laughs> it's, honestly, it's a good thing for everyone. Like women too, you need testosterone sex drive man it's like where it comes from but <laughs> so easy like, to sell it it's, it's like, so do easy you to want sell. your testosterone high you or not yeah. <laughs> you don't need you don't want it you don't have to take it it's fine <laughs> whatever so when and then it that also like testosterone is important for like a lot of things in your body of course but for muscle tissue regeneration and recovery so how quickly and how effectively your muscle tissues can can kind of heal and come back to homeostasis and when they're healed then they're stronger and then you're better at your sport and you do your run and you feel so good and yeah anyways all the good stuff it's my pitch so we'll do we'll do testosterone in i don't know within the next five or ten episodes probably yeah and the cortisol one is pretty cool there was like a ton of information there we could do more we could do more but we'll go through the hormones kind of individually first because yoga is cool with hormones yeah it can be really really powerful for the hormones. Um, yeah. And so I think in general, like I, I do favor more of the restorative for like the hormone and the nervous system and the recovery, um, sort of aspects of it that the restorative yin-ish like longer holds breathing focus meditation focus training the mind to catch your own thoughts for um the the more competitive athletes because that that's super applicable super useful for for what i see um but remember to keep in mind what your um clients goals are so 
often I see them midweek when they're, you know, they've been sitting at their desks a few days and they, they do want a movement. They do want like something that works like a training session, but isn't as intense as a training session or maybe not as time consuming as a training session. Um, and for that yoga can, it can sort of act like cross training. Um, you just have to like pick the poses that would be applicable. Like you said, with volleyball players, side angle pose, for runners, like I'm going to strengthen your glute media. So I'm going to do glute media specific things. I want to strengthen your feet. I want to like, you know, do those things. And knowing that there's some things that I cannot replicate, knowing that mm-hmm. yoga will not ever replace training for your sport. Absolutely. Well. Yeah. yeah. So yoga is not the sport. Unless like you talk to, if you're doing a one-on-one and like they're really into that, then you can bring it in as a little bit of a cross trainer, but definitely like the meat and potatoes of of your session is more, um, tissue regeneration type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If they're like, I really like, like that strengthening stuff we did on my butt last time. Yeah. If they're like really into that, you can definitely do that. I mean, yeah. Talk to your person and yeah, like we said, we're going to set up a little table or a spreadsheet or download where you guys can see how to deal with athletes at different levels at different times, but always talking to them because there are bodies that um like a maybe like a more muscular body in general male or female like you're doing if you do some stretches like people will especially the athletes will sometimes put a little more effort into it so there's working with that and like people will start to sweat like easily like Eric my husband will sweat no problem just <laughs> thinking about moving <laughs> whereas me like I'm like dead cold and if you start me if I've done a bunch of activity, physical activity, and not a lot of recovery, and then three days later, I'm going to go try and stretch it out. Like it might feel super uncomfortable. So maybe the person you're working with, like, okay, like, let's just do a couple lunges to like get some, let's just do some chair pose, like something very general, like chair twist or something. So that's like something that warms up the large muscles in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like definitely where you need to talk to the person you're working with. Like going yeah. in with a plan is one thing, but saying like, okay, and maybe you start and they're just like, oh, like it feels so stiff. Then you're mm-hmm. like, all right, let's warm it up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It's hard. It's sometimes you don't have the choice of like time or day and when, when you get them. So mm-hmm. it's, it's knowing like go in with a little bit of like, ask them that, you know, like when I see you on Wednesday, will you have just ran? Would you have just mm-hmm. cycled? Would you have just come from a practice or are you going to be like, like, what's your state? You know, and that way your, your plan can be a little bit more effective as well. Yeah. Like some people mm-hmm. like stretching cold. Some people don't. Yeah. Um, Eric will do, my husband will do my corporate yoga class. I teach at his office once a week. And because he's running three or four times a week, sometimes he's like, I just like, I can see when he's mm. half-assing it. Yeah. <laughs> and like his warriors, even though he has like crazy range of motion in his hips, I can see when he's just like, <sighs> like sighing. Aww. And then after, <laughs> then I'm like, was that, o- was that okay for you? Like, not yeah. that I really care. I'm trying to get everyone in the class like I care, yeah. but yeah. he's just like, I just, I was tired and I just like, I just did a big run and at the lunch and I just wanted like to be on the ground the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And that, that that's like the, the awesome thing with private classes. Like if you do get him on the day where he like, I just need recovery. Like I just did this less than 12 hours ago and it's I'm exhausted then you can be like okay no warriors not a single one all we're doing is like strap your around your leg and stretch your hamstrings very gently hold it for three minutes you know breathe relax hear some relaxing music 
relaxing playlist. Go. Yeah. And I think like some teachers might have the mindset of when you are working with someone who does have more uh, like visible, visibly athletic figure. I can yeah. hear like a, I can hear like a fire, fire. Oh, you thing. can. Yeah. Oh, Toronto. Fire thing, a fire truck. Sorry. Yeah. He's going There's by. Um, so when you, when you meet someone with like a really physically strong body, you can see like they're ripped or whatever. You might have the inclination to be like, okay, like they want to do work. Yes. Yes. Right. So mm-hmm. definitely get out of that. Just ask them, like I said, and yeah. they might just want to like <laughs> lie on the ground face plant for the whole class. Yeah. Or they just want to do like really gentle stuff. Yeah. And maybe like they want to train their mind. They want to do like zone training, meditation. They want to work mm-hmm. on their breath. So I think communication is really important when working with these people and going in without assumptions. Yeah. It's yeah, really exactly. important. Yeah. Um, that being said, so my studio, um, one of the studios I work for, um, did launch like a yoga for athletes regular class. And I think it wasn't communicated well what it was going to be. And I think the yoga teacher went into like thinking, okay, this is going to be a recovery class this is going to be basically, um, yin breathing, stretching longer holds. Um, but we have a lot of because I live in a city right we do have a lot of weekend warriors um and this was offered on a weeknight and I think they thought oh this is going to be an athletic class right exactly (laughs) people think so like yeah yeah, and people think that right and so they they go in and and all they get is like lay on your back and stretch your pecs um so I think communication in what you want to offer as well so like yes you just came from your training sessions do you want more activity or do you want less activity? And then also what do I think is best for you? Right? Like, why are they doing the yoga? Are they doing the yoga to continue to sweat and continue to like, I don't know, like build something or train something. Um, that's very different than, uh, like I want to be better at running. How can I use yoga to actually support that? Yeah, no, totally. I could definitely see how people would think that. Like yeah. if you took your took took yourself out of yoga, like go back 10, 15 years, 15 years or something. And if you saw that, you'd be like, I'm not an athlete. And it's also really funny when I talk about people, talk about athletes, like my husband or people who do stuff regularly, <laughs> move yeah. their body. I talk about athletes they are like, I'm not an athlete, but I, but I run. I'm like, that's what I'm talking. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you. Like you do this regularly. Like it's something you need to do for like your physical and mental health. You love it. You buy running shoes. Like you're running, <laughs> you're doing <laughs> athletics. Yeah. They think of like competitive people, but yeah. Yeah. You don't, yeah. You don't have to be competitive to be very athletic and have very stress in the, in the, those terms, like, like to have the physical stress of athletics for sure. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. in Vancouver, we have a ton of people who cycle to work yeah. and they'll cycle pretty far distances. They got all the gear spandexed up, you know, <laughs> like that is a sport in and of itself. You're cycling an hour each way or 45 minutes and like they go hard. Like there's, yeah. there are those super intense people that are just like passing you and like going around cars yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like that's a, that's a sport in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh yeah, it's interesting. Anyway. I think it, cool. yeah, it just comes down to like asking the right questions. Like I, I'm never afraid to be like, so how often do you run? How far do you run? How fast do you run? Um, 
and even things like, do, do you feel tired after your run? Do you feel, you know, and, and there'll be, I think a lot of like athletic people would be like, no, I felt really good. But yeah, I was like tired, but in a good way, you know? Mm-hmm. And so to get really specific and be like, oh, oh like were your ankles sore? <laughs> were your feet hurting? Um, yeah. Like how are your knees? IT yeah, band. Yeah. 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 We talked about myofascial release on the last episode and that IT band just kind of like rubbing back and forth, back mm-hmm. and forth, tracking your knee, getting fuzzy and sticky. Mm, yeah. So awesome. yeah, I think, yeah, communication questions, don't be afraid of them. I think with, uh, with athletic kind of people, you, you just got to like get right down to the, they're way what, more, afraid what, what are you, you doing? <laughs> like they're way more intimidated by a yoga teacher because it's <laughs> potentially not their normal. <laughs> So you're going to put me in a weird pose with my butt in the air. I don't want to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's... The, I don't guess make that's, me do the yeah. dog. Don't make me do the dog. Oh. <laughs> that's the other thing. It's like you don't... They don't have to be like really good at yoga, right? They, their poses mm-hmm. don't have to like look that good for them to get the benefits of it. Like their heels don't have to touch the ground in down dog. And they're still probably stretching a lot of hamstring tissue right. there. So... Yeah. So I think going into that, that's another really good point is like, take away the thought of like what the shapes are supposed to look like. Um, Have some knowledge and I hope everyone's educating themselves as to like what poses are actually working, what parts of the body so that if you need to modify, you can take them out and put them into something else. Mm-hmm. And it yeah, might not exactly. even end up looking like a traditional yoga pose whatsoever. It can just yeah. be like some weird thing with your arm over your head to stretch your lat. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, as long as they, and that's like the beauty of private, you can ask them like, does this feel like a gentle stretch for you? If they say, yeah, it's really intense. And then, then you know, you're, you can back off or you can like keep them there or, mm-hmm. or maybe it's like, no, I don't, I don't feel anything. Can you make this more intense? And then like, yeah, like we can modify this up. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Anyway, thanks for mentioning that one. Yep, you. I got gotcha. you. You got me. I'm trying to think of <laughs> anything else. I think we just wanted to. So we did want to create, um, and we are going to create a YouTube video about so non-sports specific, but three yoga poses that we think would just benefit all athletic types out there. Um, knowing what we know about human athletics, and you know, our bodies develop tension in very similar areas no matter what the sport you do um so we wanted to put this out there just for people to have like at least these three tools to pull out of your pull out of your pocket and be like i'm gonna i'm gonna give you this yeah with yeah. If something's not working we use these three and um and see how it goes yeah yeah they're so like, they're like a general good three they're good they're some of my faves faves but i do like i try and sprinkle these in almost every yoga class like one one or two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to think. Oh, my tummy's growling. I can't concentrate. Now I'm hungry. Now it's time for my breakfast smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the, the little downloadable sheet. And I think, I yeah, think that's we'll, the only we'll takeaways. Yeah. yeah. We'll link those two. Um, let us know what you guys think. Maybe give us a review on iTunes. We're really stoked that you take your time to listen to us ramble off and nerd out about yoga. And we're always open to any suggestions about what you guys want to hear about, what you want us to talk about and look into. And this is always a conversation. So you can, there's a link below where you can contact us just to share ideas. It's probably the best place to get us rather than 
messaging us directly on Instagram, just because those things get a little more lost. We're like email where we can track it. Um, but you can definitely have conversations with us over on Instagram. That's where we are, Nat and Sandy Yoga. And then our mm-hmm. website is natandsandyyoga.com. Right now we're just hosting our podcast there. But if we come up with anything else, we'll let you guys know and you can head there. Yeah. And I think Nat mentioned it before about our um, email subscription um, where we summarize the podcast release for that month. That one's a really good way to get all of the things um, just in one little package if, yeah, you, so- if you don't want to like, yeah. But of course, we appreciate if you do subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it'll be like the podcast that we did that month, any YouTube videos, any freebies that we came out with, just so it's really like all in one spot for you guys to have. Yeah. Exactly. I don't like it when things are like in different tabs and just all over the place. I feel like the internet just makes my mind a little crazy. So let's just pull it all together. But it's your thing now. Internet is like you're all internet. I know well, we all are all internet, but it's like a way to better organize it. So if you just have like 12 emails a year and you put them in a little folder in your inbox, I'm just imagining this being like so organized. Uh, oh, because weekly is too many. Weekly is too many, like 52 emails. And like there's there's information in there that you want. And then it's like so many emails. I don't know if I have enough to say to write 52 emails. It just be like I just gibberish. Don't wanna, I just don't want to waste people's time. I think there's so much oh. time wasted. Anyways, as we ramble oh, on. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Okay. We are done. We're done. Thank you, guys. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.